We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, Packer fans? Welcome into an all-new episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. I'm joined once again by the NFC North expert for Fox Sports. You can follow her on social media at Carmi V. She's a member of the Pro Football Writers Association. Carmen Vitali, welcome back to the Pack-A-Day podcast. How the heck have you been? Uh, good, Barry. It's been a hectic week already because covering the NFC North, they were the most active division in the, <laughs> at the trade deadline. So all but one of the trades on, on Tuesday had to do with the NFC North. So that was fun. Yeah, a lot of people were upset with me because a little bit before the deadline, like maybe you know, 15 minutes before the deadline, I tweeted, oh, every NFC North team except the Packers made a move at the deadline. And then I saw that. Uh, and then, then Douglas right after. Uh, <laughs> so that's my fault. That's on me. If you are upset with the uh, Rizul Douglas trade, uh, I jinxed it into existence, I guess. But I actually wanted to start uh, not with the Packers today. I wanted to start with uh, the Chicago Bears because I know you had – uh, you were on video over on Fox Sports talking about the Montez Sweat trade, and I you know you've been talking about it quite a bit, but uh, it's an interesting trade for Chicago, trading for Montez Sweat. This is not your traditional team that would be like taking an all-in approach, like maybe the 49ers getting Chase Young um, to going and getting a Montez Sweat. Uh, this is the second year in a row that they have done this. Last year, trading for Chase Claypool, which 
has aged like some very bad Wisconsin milk. Um, but uh, they now go and get Montez Sweat, clearly a very good football player in Montez Sweat. The timing is interesting. The team that's trading for him is interesting. The fact that they did it in back-to-back years after having such bad success with it a year ago, Chase Claypool is interesting. The fact that they might've just been able to get him in free agency is interesting. The fact that his teammate Chase Young went for less to the San Francisco 49ers is interesting, but I will stop taking all of your talking points and let you discuss (laughs) whatever you want to discuss about this trade. The point I, I was surprised with anybody to see the Bears be buyers, and especially I got to give them credit though for not being gun shy after yeah. what happened with Chase Claypool. I do think that the high second round pick was a little rich, but essentially this was done as a, an opportunity to get Montez Sweat at market value. This was a way for them to not have to overpay for a pass rusher. Chicago is not the best of free agent destinations, especially in its current state. You don't have Hall of Famers on the roster that can woo free agents. You don't have a warm and sunny climate. You you do have state income tax. All of those things that free agents take into account, uh, you can win over a guy if you pay him more, but this was an opportunity for Chicago Bears to get an elite pass rusher and negotiate with him for the long term and get him signed to a deal that was more along market value. That being said, Montez Sweat comes in. I think the press conference was one of his first stops after arriving in Chicago. And his immediate thought wasn't, "Ah, I want to sign here long term. It was, I need to kind of get the lay of the land. I need to evaluate everything about this, this situation before I'm ready to commit to the long term to Chicago, which wasn't what you wanted to hear as a Chicago Bears fan. I'm sure the front office didn't want to hear that, at least publicly. I have to think that they had some inkling that this would be the case. That being said, General Manager Ryan Poles does have confidence that they are going to be able to sign Montez Sweat to a long-term deal. But that's the only way that this makes sense. Even if you have to use the franchise tag on him, I still think that's kind of a loss because you already gave up a high second-round pick. So now you have to use the franchise tag which you might have to be use on Jalen Johnson now. So I, I, you can't invest anything more into Montez Sweat to get him to stay in Chicago, at the, as far as I'm concerned. It's a very interesting situation. Like I said, I applaud the Chicago Bears for not being gunshine, not letting what happened with Chase Claypool stop them from making a really good ad that's going to benefit their football team. But I'm still very cautious and trepidatious about uh Montez Sweat joining the Chicago Bears if it's not only for nine games at this point yeah as a longtime pretend NFL general manager uh there are two things that always uh that I think about in these sort of situations one is trading for a player when you do not have that contract ironed out ahead of time just gives the agent and the player so much power in that negotiation because You just traded away a high second round pick and the egg on your face as a front office and as a GM that you have, if now you have to, like you said, use the franchise tag on him, or if for somehow, some way that guy gets let out the door. I mean, man, that is just a nightmare scenario and you can't let that happen. So like the agent knows that they're not, you know, they, they know how to get every you know penny squeezed out of everything. They're going to know that, hey, you can't, you got to sign this guy to a big deal now, or you look like idiots. And this is a team that just looked like idiots for trading for Chase Claypool and then having to basically give him away for a six round pick. Man, that 
if I was that agent, I would be, you know, skipping in the street right now, knowing that, all right, we're, we're going to be able to milk this. And the very first thing I would have said to Montez Sweat is like, don't make any overarching statements of like, right. oh yeah, you're so happy to be it. And what does he do right away? Like you said, because I was like, well, we're going to have to see how this goes. We're going to have to take the lay of the land. And like, man, like, again, his agent is just has to be so happy with this situation. I'm just always trepidatious of like those sort of situations. If you don't have that deal completely ironclad and done in advance, which is always hard to do at the trade deadline, but still then maybe you have to rethink the deal. The other thing that I always think of, and I think all of your points are a million percent spot on and on, on the surface without all of those other things that we just discussed, I think getting uh, Montez Sweat for a second round pick and, you know, making him a long-term Chicago bear, one of their you know, the, the team desperately in need of pass rushers, that all passes the smell test. Just in general though, kind of like a rule of thumb is everything's a transaction in a way. And I do wonder like, is it better to have Montez sweat or is it better to have a second round pick and all that money that you're about to give Montez sweat to go out and sign a big time? Maybe it's not an edge rusher, but to sign a big time, you know, free agent for a team like Chicago, who's not like one player away. I kind of like the second round pick and all the money to go out and spend in free agency more than just everything wrapped into Montez sweat who has played already for a handful of years. And again, now you have to give them this big contract. So those are the things that always just like, it makes me a little um, you know, nervous for teams that do those type of trades. Yeah. As of right now, you're putting all your, it seems like the bears are putting a lot of their eggs in one basket in Montez sweat. And while I believe that Montez sweat is an incredibly elite pass rusher and he's a very productive player, he's also had the benefit of being on a Washington line that had Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen and Chase Young opposite of him for most of it. I know Chase missed a lot of time as well, and Montez Sweat was still effective, but now you're expecting him to be a game changer for Chicago. I do think, however, this offseason, they still have plenty of money. They still have plenty of draft capital, given that they have two first-round picks that are figuring to be very high first-round picks. Because you don't think the Panthers are going to make a run here necessarily. The Bears themselves probably won't finish outside the top five in draft picks if we're being completely honest. So you can flip one of those picks at least to maybe acquire more capital. And maybe that's why they were so cavalier with that second round pick. I have to think because they know that they have some flexibility because they have so much capital at the top of this draft coming up. That's what kind of gives me a little bit of comfort when it comes to talking about the Chicago Bears and the moves that they're making. Even if they have to take a quarterback with their first first round pick, they're still going to have likely another top five pick to play with and move down in the round. You could still end up in the first round and pick up another second, something like that, depending on who your trade partner is. So I'm not necessarily worried. They have a lot of assets. They're quietly filling holes as well. Bears sign Andrew Billings, who has been a bright spot on that interior of the defensive line. He's a great nose tackle. And I think that you're cutting down on the amount of needs that you are going to need to fill come this offseason. So I think you have enough capital between the monetary and the draft capital to now go after some experienced offensive linemen in free agency, maybe even pick up another one in the draft. I could see them needing a running back at this point as well. Uh, but you know, now you're really just talking about depth on, on the defensive side of the ball and maybe another, a three tech because they still kind of are missing that dude, but that can be acquired in free agency and they're still going to have plenty of money. 
Yeah, it's really smart and very well said. And to be fair, it's not exactly as a Packer fan, like I'm super excited about Montez Sweat being in the division either. So those are all, it's always good to be the team that gets the best player out of the trade. And obviously the Bears get Montez Sweat in the trade. I did want to quickly ask you, you brought him up earlier, Jalen Johnson and that entire situation. It's an interesting one because he's been one of their best players. Um, Usually you want to keep those type of players around. Jalen clearly not happy. He gets the opportunity to go seek out a trade. He feels like he's going to get traded. No trade comes to fruition. And now he's just kind of have to left play out the rest of the season. And it has the impending free agency coming up. What's the latest on Jalen Johnson and how he's kind of feeling in, in Chicago right now? Yeah, well, Ryan Pohl said that he's still open to getting a deal done. And he also, you know, he talked very candidly actually about this whole situation with Jalen Johnson and how neither side has dug their heels in, in a specific number Jalen Johnson isn't asking for a specific number. The Bears aren't telling him this is their best and final. So the the negotiations are still there. And I think there is an element to the fact that he was allowed to seek a trade and that no one did trade for him. So that, you know, that kind of knocks you down a peg or it gives you a clue as to what the market might be for you as a specific player. I don't think that completely uh, gives Jalen Johnson uh, necessarily a reality check. Again, we don't know the number he's asking for. He threw out the $30 million number, which probably wasn't the best number to illustrate his point in the press conference. He's not asking for $30 million a year, but at the same time, there is something to be said about being able to hit free agency. And then when teams don't have to trade for you, they don't have to give up assets for you. They just need to sign you to a contract, what that market then looks like. And that's what the Chicago Bears now are going to be up against and what Jalen thinks that market is. Yeah, it's going to be a tough negotiation. It'll be interesting to see how that ultimately plays out. And if he's back in Chicago, he'd be a big player for them to lose if he did go in another direction. But Chicago's going to have the financial means to bring him back if they want to. Just going to all the dynamics with that are going to be really fun to kind of keep an eye on as the rest of the season and next season or the off season, I should say, um, you know, kind of comes up. I'm sure faster than it's going to probably seem. It'll be here before you know it. Um, of course, the, the Bears had one other big piece of news this week, and that's their running backs coach, David Walker, uh, is released or fired. Um, and it sounds like HR was involved in this situation, which is never, as a former HR professional, it's still nothing that you ever really want to hear. Uh, but what happened with the David Walker situation? That um, It's my understanding that there something happened where HR was involved the first time he was reprimanded and then did whatever that was again. Um, and that was, you know, the final straw that was a, Hey, we're not playing the three strikes. You're out. It's a one strike and you're out. And I commend the Chicago bears for making that move because I don't think every team in the league would do so. Uh, this is a man though, that has had a reputation in this league and to hear Matt Eberflus come out and say their culture is outstanding and awesome to hear Ryan Pohl say that they do their due diligence on these guys before they come into the building. I didn't appreciate any of that because I don't think I think that's skirting accountability because this is not your first offense at this point. You had two assistants leave under mysterious circumstances. One was allowed to resign, but let's let's call it what it was. It was an essential firing of Alan Williams and now David Walker. And it was because of misconduct issues. It wasn't because of performance on the field. It wasn't a scapegoat for things that were going wrong on the field in Chicago. This was misconduct. And Again, if you, if I know the reputation of this man going into this, you know, being around the team, I have to think that Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles did too, and they brought him on anyway. So it's a huge blemish on this uh, administration's record. And I think that 
if there's any more details that continue to come out about these two men that were let go from the Chicago Bears staff, I don't know how Matt Eberflus survives that. Regardless of what's happened on the field, I think that, you know, I, I think if it was just performance-based, I do think Matt Eberflus would have another year in Chicago. But there is the potential to step back and say, listen, you can't put a Band-Aid on this. This is two very tangible situations where you have brought in guys that do not meet our standard and are making this organization look bad in addition to just being bad guys. And that's the issue here. And I don't know how you survive that as a head coach, as someone who brought these guys into the building and associated them with the Chicago Bears. So we're going to see how this ends up playing out. Again, if there's more details that emerge with either David Walker or Alan Williams, I expect that to happen. I don't know when, um, but it's it's not a good situation. And it's really, especially as a woman in this industry, it's very disheartening um, to see these guys be brought in and given chances over and over again. Like I said, though, I commend the Bears for doing the right thing and firing David Walker when they had the chance. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Does anyone else struggle with the seasonal blues? I know for me personally, it's not so much the hustle and bustle or anxiety of the season. It's more of memories of holidays past. Thinking back to times when my kids were younger, when different family members were still around, it can all make me extremely nostalgic for holidays that have come and gone. Now everyone's a little bit different and for a multitude of reasons, this time of season can be a lot. And if that's you too, don't fret. It's natural to feel sadness, anxiety, or stress during the holiday season. I think something that we can easily forget is that therapy can be a bright spot amidst all the stress and chaos. It can be something to look forward to, it can make you feel grounded, and it can give you the tools that you need to manage everything that's going on in your life. I've personally benefited from therapy in the past. I'm sure I'm going to benefit from therapy again in the future. I've learned to take a deep breath and enjoy the moments that are happening in the here and the now, and I try to slow down in those crazy busy moments that are sure to exist this holiday season. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, extremely convenient, and can be suited to your unique schedule. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Packaday. Cue the dramatic music. We have a public service announcement. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, we're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY. High-tech for low places, Manscaped. Personally, Manscaped is my go-to for all of my grooming needs. Manscaped has some crazy technology that helps prevent nicks, cuts, snags, and tugs in all those ultra-sensitive places. I also personally recommend the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion that just makes the entire experience so much better. In an area that you have to have trust, I trust Manscaped, and you should too. Right now, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20 20% off plus free shipping with code packaday at manscaped.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship, so get yours today from our folks over at Manscaped. Hey there. 
I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, they're obviously very difficult situations. And I, you know, we can have the conversation of like, do people deserve second chances? If you're going to give people second chances, you have to be very careful of who you tether your boat to, because if they go down, they they might sink your ship along with it. And that's easily mm-hmm. what could happen. And potentially rightfully so, depending on the circumstances with Matt Eberflus here. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not going great in Chicago on a variety of different levels. Um, at least in Green Bay, at least knock on wood, there's no uh, personnel HR issues that we are currently aware of, which uh, I guess is, is better than anything else. But um, it, it did. Uh, yeah, it's 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 tough in Chicago and you, you hate to see these off field. I, I hate off field stuff in football because football is supposed to be the things that like take your mind off of all the other you know off field drama that does happen in life. Um, and when it kind of bleeds together, it just, it kind of saps all the fun out of it. So I feel for, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel for Chicago bears fans in that instance, because that that's never a fun thing to have to kind of go through. No, multiple, I mean, multiple times in a season at that. I mean, yeah, waking exactly. up to that, I was like, uh, but I don't think Not anybody even. was surprised to be honest. Yeah. So, like, uh, let's talk, uh, I guess, unfortunately, uh, about some Green Bay Packers stuff as well. Uh, I wanted to get just, yeah, obviously, uh, you know, we've been talking about Razul Douglas all week and the decision to trade him to Buffalo and what that means for Green Bay, the locker room, the secondary, all those sort of things. But um, from your vantage point, your thoughts on the Razul trade heading to Buffalo, obviously great fit for Buffalo and Razul, but uh, how this could affect Green Bay moving forward. Yeah, I think that's the silver lining of this, right? He's so beloved by people in the locker room, by Green Bay fans, that you know he gets to go to a contender and and have some success. Maybe um, I I was surprised by this again, not only because he's he's one of your best players on that defensive side of the ball, but also because he means so much to the locker room and and to in a season where you're still not playing up to expectations on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know why you want to get rid of someone who is again. It's just an all-around good presence in your locker room and a leader and a, a person that guys go to for advice. All of that stuff matters, and the chemistry off the field matters, as we've well seen across the league at this point, across this division especially. Um, so that was really surprising to me that they were willing to deal him. I understand, though, that they now have, what, five picks in the top 100, which yep. is looking towards the future. So I... 
it, this has to be a sign that Green Bay is kind of waving the white flag in a lot of ways and looking towards the future to see what they can do with all that capital. But I know that Russell Douglas is going to be missed in that locker room and he's going to be missed on the field too. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think Brian got a little bit caught yesterday in his press conference, right? Kind of going over like, well, you know, we're focused on winning against the Rams this week. And then Jason Wilde asked him, he's like, well, you're focused on beating the Rams this week. Why, why trade away result? Douglas? Why trade away results? Exactly. So <laughs> as a GM and it's part of the job description is sometimes you're caught between a rock and a hard place in those situations. Right. I do think the general manager's job description is to look at the long-term health of the team and to figure out the way to open up a Super Bowl window. And as soon as you recognize, and very clearly we are to the point of recognizing that there is no Super Bowl window in 2023, and it's probably going to be hard even to open that window in 2024 in the foreseeable future, you have to start taking a look at what you can do to acquire assets that are going to help you in that next window. From that side of things, spreadsheet side of things, GM 101, totally get and understand that. I do think that there needs to be a little bit more reverence for how this affects the current state of the team, not because of what you're trying to accomplish in 2023, but because you need these young players in Green Bay to figure out a way to find success. And when you lose guys like Mercedes Lewis, guys like Razul Douglas, guys like Randall Cobb, and I'm not saying you got you just keep players because they're a good locker room presence, but Razul was a great blend of, hey, he's playing great football, and he's a great locker room presence, and he's kind of keeping things together in that secondary and on the defense as a whole. Like, there is a intangible value to that as well that has to be considered. And I'm sure Brian considered all of that, but all of a sudden you end up with no leadership in that locker room and a bunch of young players that are struggling through a four game losing streak, a two and five season. A lot of these players have not been around for the 13 win seasons under Matt LaFleur. The vast majority of these players were acquired last year, or this year, which was an eight, nine season. And now a two and five season, they're 10 and 14 in their career for the players who have been here two years or two and five. They've just been here for this year. Um, it sometimes it takes uh, some players in that locker room that have gone through some of this, that knows how to make it throughout the through to the other end. And I, again, I think those are things that, you know, I'm sure we're taking into consideration, but it is a, a little bit of a tough sell based on where green Bay is right now. Yeah, that's my biggest thing is just the intangible and and the presence that he provides, the calming presence from all reports that we've heard and the way that you see guys interact with him in the locker room after post-game losses, which is most of what I've seen uh, in the Green Bay Packers locker room this year. So I I, I do think that their, the locker room culture is going to take a hit because of a guy seeing a guy like this shipped off. I mean, you, you saw all the reactions from the players too. They were just, they, they seemed gutted and they seemed very affected by it. Because this isn't something, you know, that Brian Gutenkins goes to the locker room and he holds a team meeting and says, hey, by the way, I'm thinking about getting rid of, rid of Rasul. Like, what do you guys think? Like, he doesn't that, – that's not taken into account. Like you said, he's doing things with the future in mind, which is exactly his job, and you got to commend him for doing so. But it's going to make this season that much harder to get through for the Green Bay Packers in that locker room. And their fans. And their fans. And their fans. <laughs> and their fans. <laughs> Uh, somehow we've talked 20 minutes, Carmen, and we have yet to even discuss the biggest news in the NFC North this week, which no. is that Kirk Cousins uh, tears his Achilles against Green Bay and is out for the remainder of the season, which is a devastating blow uh, for Minnesota um, and, and really should allow Detroit, I think, to just kind of run away with the division from here on out if they weren't already going to. Yeah. They trade for Josh Dobbs. Jaron Hall is going to start this week. 
what's the state of the Vikings with Kirk Cousins going down for the season? They are kind of in get through the season mode too now, which is disheartening because of the fact that they were trending upwards with Kirk Cousins. Even though Justin Jefferson was on IR, he was going to be gone. What he's he's gone one more game. Had that not happened with Kirk Cousins on Sunday, he was going to come back to a team that was just as good, if not better, than when he left it. And yeah. you were going to have Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson with the benefit of Kirk Cousins playing some of the best ball of his career as he's been the last couple seasons on top of the fact that your defense finally seems to understand. We were talking about this last week, Brian Flores, the system, and it's really taking hold and it's paying dividends because they are getting takeaways. They are generating pressure and they are giving the ball back to the offense. Now you're giving it back to the offense with a rookie fifth round pick on the, on that side. And you feel like the defense has to step up even more. They have to be the ones to score at this point, to take a phrase out of Jair's Jair Alexander's uh, uh, vocabulary. But that's what's so disheartening is that the, the Vikings, the way they were trending, I don't, I don't think it was too far fetched to say that they could have gotten one of those wild card spots, but no. at the same time, they're not, they, I don't think that they would have made a deep playoff run though either. So yeah. you've got a decision to make. You even with trading for Josh Jobs, I mean, you traded basically nothing for him. That was a conditional seventh round pick that could be a sixth, which is what you gave up. Um, I think that this was a holdover to keep Minnesota's options open, and I don't necessarily think that those options don't include Kirk Cousins. I don't know that we've seen the end of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, especially with the way he was playing and if he can come back from this injury. Uh, especially at a little bit of a discount because it's on the wrong side of 35, unfortunately. I just feel for Vikings fans because this was, again, a very Vikings thing to happen yeah. where you start trending upward, you're turning your season around, you're finally at 500, and you look like you're going to keep going and something catastrophic like this happens. Yeah, I hate to see any team lose any player, but specifically a quarterback. And um, football is better when you have your best players playing against each other. And you you now look across the league in some of the quarterback matchups this week. You're getting Tyson Bajant. You're getting Jaron Hall. You're getting Taylor Heineke. You're getting it like it's O'Connell. Uh, what's that? Yeah, Aiden O'Connell. Gardner Minshew. Like it just becomes all of a sudden, you know, instead of seeing exciting players like Anthony Richardson and a really good player in Kirk Cousins and like some of those, you just end up with Justin Fields is an exciting, like whatever you think of Justin Fields, he's exciting to watch and what he can do on any given play. Like instead of seeing those players, you're just end, end up seeing a, a watered down different version of football, which isn't quite as fun. Um, and that's that, as a football fan first, like that's, that's never fun to see, especially Minnesota too. Two big awards this past month. Uh, Jordan Addison gets Rookie of the Month. Daniel Hunter gets Defensive Player of the Month in the NFC. Um, they were, like you said, they were trending all in the right direction. Had every reason to be excited and motivated and confident moving forward. And then they got their uh, literal legs cut out of them, unfortunately, uh, under from under them, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean, there was, yeah, it was just, it's, it's, yeah, we don't have to keep beating uh, Vikings fans when they're down. It's just, it's an unfortunate. No, we need this in Green Bay right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, need something, we need something else to be down right now. Uh, that's why we started with Chicago and then talked about the Vikings. And no, I'm just kidding. But I see, uh, I, see I see what you're doing here, Andy. I see I see the, the, the thought process. You see this? Yeah, we don't want to talk too much about Green Bay today. Nothing's going on in Green Bay. Nothing to see here. Uh, week eight, really quick, just any cute, you know, big takeaways. Bears completely outclassed by the Chargers. No, no Tyson Bajant magic this week. Uh, Lions beat the Raiders. Somewhat easily, obviously, the you got the huge Devontae Adams situation, and then you know, Raiders fire everyone too. 
Vikings beat the Packers, but any uh, NFC North takeaways from uh, week eight? I mean, I think that with the Bears specifically, I was at the Bears Chargers game here in LA. And uh, this is what happens, though, when you have a team that's able to kind of prepare for Tyson Bajan and a team that has some really big disruptors on the other side of the ball. Um, just Chicago got into no sort of rhythm. We're going to see what they can do against New Orleans. But again, that's a good defense, if nothing else, this season, this this week. So I, I mean, not too many takeaways, but we are we're, we're going to see how it ends up in Chicago because Justin Fields has now missed multiple games, and it, there's the question of like, well, why didn't you just put him on IR then? Um, yeah. It's it's an interesting situation there. I think that it's just such a fickle injury in general, but. Yeah, I mean the the Lions too. I mean the fact that they str- they kind of struggled in that first half. Uh, yeah. Didn't break the game open until the second half. But even as poorly as they were technically playing in the first half, they they were still able to figure it out, and then eventually just broke the Las Vegas Raiders in general. <laughs> and yeah, in totality, and now they're totality. <laughs> uh, Jameer Gibbs looked awesome in that game as well. Breakout uh, guy. Yeah, big time. All right, really quick, uh, week nine preview. The Lions have a bye week this week, so they will not be playing. You get the Jaron Hall, Taylor Heineke game, Vikings versus Falcons. You get Tyson Bagent versus Derek Carr and Bears Saints. And then possibly Brett Rippon versus Jordan Love in Packers Rams. What are you looking for in those three games this week? Yeah, I, I mean, the, the Minnesota game is going to be very interesting and probably not in a good way it's going to be one of those like sicko committee games of like oh god we, well, I, mean, I gotta watch it i got no i got no no, no choice in the matter yeah um but it's gonna be interesting to see how much the defense can kind of pick up uh the pieces in minnesota and and how much uh and what they see out of jaron hall because i think that one of those options that josh Dobbs allows for is for you to see if you have something in jaron hall so um, will be interesting to see what he can do with a full week of preparation. And, it, you know, they've drafted him for a reason, right? Even if it was in the fifth round, but the yeah, Bears saints, I, I mean, I don't know that this is going to go much better for the Chicago bears. Uh, I, 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 it's just, I don't know how much Montez sweat is going to get into the game. I think that he'll be in the rotation, but I wouldn't accept, expect him to play more than like 20 to 30% of these snaps. But if he can be a little bit productive, just be getting into that rotation and kind of getting into the mix in Chicago, that's going to be very encouraging. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's there's like these little storylines that are interesting to keep an eye on. Again, Jaron Hall um, probably doesn't you know amount to much, but still going to be interesting to see what he can do with that Vikings offense that has been working pretty well as of late. Jordan Addison, we just talked about, he's been on a tear. Um, you know, Bears Saints, you get you get another Tyson Bajant opportunity. You get Montez Sweat in his first game, so at least there's a couple things to kind of keep an eye on there. And then eh, Green Bay versus the Rams and Brett Rippin. I don't even know what to do with that one. I just Green Bay does like can Green Bay get if because I guess the big thing here is can Green Bay get a win against the Rams if, if Brett Ribbon's the starting quarterback? If you can't, if you can't at home get a win against Brett Ribbon and the Rams, the rest of the season might get very, very bleak, very, very fast for Green sure. Bay. Carmen, you're the absolute best. Thank you so much for doing this every week. Always a joy to talk to you about the state of the NFC North. Where can we find all of your amazing work before you get out of here? Uh, just go to my social channels. I post everything that I do there between articles, appearances, all that kind of stuff. So Carmi V on Twitter X and, uh, and Instagram as well. Follow her again on Twitter at Carmi V. You can follow me at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Packaday podcast. That is going to do it for us, but until next time, and as always go pack, go.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.